0: And I didn't
1: realize like the trucking industry is a billion, it's like a billion trillion dollar industry. Right. It's it's like every anytime you see a truck in the world, that's money. That's somebody making money. Every time y'all see these 18 wheels going up and down the interstate, mm-hmm. just know they working hard and somebody making some money. <laughs> they working hard and somebody making some money. And before I even ran across that piece mm-hmm. of information. I didn't think of it that way. It changed my whole mindset yeah. about business, about the things that we see. Anything that you see out there is money involved.
0: Get your water, and keep some wine. I should have had some wine. With exposure, execution, and consistency, there is nothing you can't do. Just keep planting. Before we get into today's podcast episode, make sure you go to theresponsiblehunger.com and download the free money management guide that I have created for you. Most of the time when people are starting their personal finance journey, they know that they want to do better with their money, but don't know exactly where to start. The money management guide is a great way for you to look at what you have going on right now and to take steps so you can get better. Like, I don't want you to get overwhelmed like, oh, I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to do this. No, I want you to have a seat, literally sit down, assess what you have going on, and the free money management guide that I created for you will do just that. So make sure you go to theresponsiblehomegirl.com or just click the description, um, or just click the link in the description box below and go get that. You'll also be on my email list where I send out different tips, gems, personal finance stuff, business stuff, all of the Responsible Homegirl things. So make sure you click that link. Download that free money management guide and get your personal finance journey started because, baby, inflation, I'm feeling it. Oh my hey, what's God. up,
1: gang? We're here with the Responsible Homegirl, Remy J. This is my hey, podcast.
0: My Thank you so much for tuning back into another episode on the Responsible Homegirl podcast. I am Keani the Responsible Homegirl, and this is a space that I have created so young adults can become financially responsible and wealth conscious. So the way that I do that is by one, sharing financial education, and then two, interviewing amazing entrepreneurs who are building their wealth through business. So today we have no other than Mr. Remy. Hey,
1: what's up? What's up? What's good? What's good?
0: So today we're going to be digging into his story, his mindset, his business, and of course, how he thinks I a mogul. So thank you for being on the podcast. You're welcome. Let's get to it. So I always ask my guests. Can you give me an irresponsible financial decision that you've ever made?
1: A responsible decision that I've
0: made? No, irresponsible.
1: Irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's how we start off?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I can think of a lot. I'm pretty sure a lot of people have done made irresponsible decisions. Um, right. I would say just blowing money, just spending money on unnecessary things or. Spending money on things, just to, uh, I wouldn't say show off, but, you know. Kinda, I
0: mean, if that's what it is. Yeah,
1: it yeah, it's just to show off or, you know, going on trips you don't need to go on, mm. you know. Just just any kind of thing. Clothes, sneakers, all kind of stuff. So, was there ever a time in your life where you
0: was looking at your account and you was like, damn, where the hell my money went? I was like,
1: man, you tripping. Yeah. You tripping. You knew you weren't supposed to spend that, but you spent it. What's that song? Spend the check and get it right. Listen, back. that used to be my mindset. Hey, hey, especially and you know, as an entrepreneur, it's different now. So it's a completely different mindset. But when you working mm-hmm. at nine to five and you got that check coming in every two weeks and you know payday tomorrow, man, let's go, let's get it.
0: I'm so happy you brought that up because let's there's two it. ways to look at that. You could mm-hmm. spend the check and get it right back. As far as investing. Mm. You know, and have that good mindset. Like, you know, yeah. I don't mind taking a risk.
1: Yeah.
0: Or, yeah. you know, spend a check and get yeah. it right back. You blowing it, it and spending yeah. your money just as quick as you get it.
1: And see, that's the thing. I have both. Mm. I, do, I do both of them. So, do you so.
0: have a
1: balance? Yeah, I, I feel like I have a good balance. I mean, some days the balance is kind of, you know, teetering. But over long term, I feel like I have a very great balance of that. So, you know, I may spend and check, blow it, but on the other end, when I see an investment opportunity, I'm like, shit, you know, I'm going to go ahead and take that risk too.
0: Absolutely. And I always start off with the, start off the podcast with asking my guests that because, of course, you know my brand is The Responsible Homegirl, mm-hmm. but I didn't just arrive here. Okay. Like, it took me making a lot of irresponsible financial decisions. Mm -hmm. So, I like to ask my guests that because I want everybody listening to understand, like, if you make irresponsible choices, Mm -hmm. it's okay. Like, you're looking at two people who have Mm -hmm. made plenty of irresponsible financial decisions. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like the most important thing to do is, like, recognize that and then do better.
1: That's a good question.
0: So, now, Remy, let's get into how you grew up. And
1: What kind of led you into becoming the entrepreneur that you are today? Okay, so me, I need a little more specific questions. So, how I grew up, as in, what was my lifestyle like at a, like your childhood? A childhood like, thing. um, you know? so I'm from Columbia, South Carolina, born and raised, you know, here okay. today, still, you know. Um, my childhood was pretty, I would say, I lived a pretty normal childhood in my eyes, so um. Basically, you know, I had cousins, grandmas, all of that. I will hope so. I mean, some people don't have that. You're right, because I don't have first cousins. Yeah, I got my first cousins, like, and all of us were kind of not the exact same age, but we were in a type age group. So I had, like, that's what I'm saying. Some people grow up, and they got a big age, you know, it's adults, and they don't got little cousins to hang out with, play with, and stuff. Mm -hmm. So basically, with me growing up, um, I had a lot of influential you know relatives in my life, okay, and my life could have went in any direction depending on who I really hooked on to like whose side I stood by, so that's why I'm, eh, eh, you know, so you know, growing up, basically in the country, cousins they sweaters I don't know I'm not gonna say that. But <laughs> Give my people the real. Give them the real. So, you know, you got two sides of the family. You know, you got your your crazy, bad cousins, and then you got the good side, the good, you know, I ain't gonna say the goody two-shoes, but you got the good cousins, you know, who kind of on a straight path. So it's like the balance, and, you know, I'm kind of in the middle. So I got to pick and choose what side I want to be on. Mm -hmm. So what I did, you know, I played the middle man. So... I would learn stuff from, you know, this side of my family, you Mm -hmm. know, the wild, crazy side, you know, in the streets. I would learn stuff from them. And then I also learned stuff from, you know, the good side, you know, going to school, the smart decisions to make and stuff like that. So I picked and chose uh, what I needed from both sides. And I think that's, you know, how I developed myself and, you know, who I became today. On up, I wasn't really an entrepreneur. Growing up, now I think about it, I was just living my life, you know, from day to day. Um, when I really started thinking about entrepreneurship, is I would say when I went to college. Okay. So that kind of developed my entrepreneur spirit. Um, when I was in high school, I actually did not want to go to college. I wanted to. Yeah, I didn't want to go to college.
0: Why
1: not? Who wanted, who wanted to do some more school work?
0: I definitely want to go to college. But
1: not necessarily for school work for the experience. I didn't. I was like, who wanna do some more homework? I hated homework. I was like, Who wanna take some more tests? I wanna do that. The only reason why I was doing that stuff because of my mom. She mm. she pushed me to do all that good stuff and you know, I would listen, I would take that into account and I would do whatever she asked me to do because you know, she provided a roof over my head, you know, buying my clothes and stuff. So that's the least I can do. Right. Know? So I remember it was my senior year. Um, I was taking the ACT. Y'all remember that day? ACT, SAT, all of that stuff. And I was taking it. I applied to colleges because my mom told me to do so. Mm -hmm. But my game plan was, I'm going to the Air Force. Mm. So I was talking to recruiters, me and my homeboy was talking to recruiters. We was like, We going to the Air Force, da 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 da, 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 da. you know, we about to be lit, we about to get paid, you know, we about to be in the military. And the whole plan real, the real, yeah. and y'all know y'all love a man in uniform. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but um But but yeah, that was my game plan was to go into the Air Force. And, you know, I knew this man. He was like, he worked 20 years. He drove a nice car. He was in the Air Force. So I was like, all right, you know, I see what you got. I want the same thing. Uh So what happened was, first of all, my homeboy, he couldn't get in because he was too big. He had to lose weight. Wow. Remind you, we're in high school. So he's what just turning 18 and Mm -hmm. he too big to get in. He had to lose weight. And what really got me was not that, But when I was talking to the recruiter, she was like, well, you're turning everything and it'll be six months before you can go to basic training.
0: Why?
1: I don't know. Mm -hmm. But she was like, it'll be six months before you can go to basic training. And all I was thinking, I got to stay home for another six months, (laughs) like living with my mama. Yeah. No, I'm not doing that. So because of that. I decided to go to college wow <laughs> that
0: was that's my terrible.
1: that was my thought process on it I was like I'm going to college and you know whatever happens happens
0: mm-hmm. so going into college because that was not a part of your plan did you know what you wanted to study or you were just mm-hmm. like I'm just choose a thing
1: I'm just go in there well I was very I was very interested in business that's all I know um even in high school, I would, I would be interested in business articles and stuff like that. Okay. You know, Forbes. Just um, anything that come on the news that was business-like when they were talking about the stocks. Um, I always, When I grew up, I always said I wanted to be a stockbroker. Interesting. So, anything dealing with, like, with stocks and stuff and all of that, that's what I was interested in. So, when I went to college, I just knew I'm going to pick something around the mm-hmm. business, you know, the business aspect. So... Um, yeah, so basically once I got to college, um, I decided to study uh, wealth management or finance wealth management, mm-hmm. and I just started doing a lot of research on business, and that's what got me into the entrepreneur lane, and I knew that I never wanted to work for somebody for 20 plus years, mm-hmm. so that was the main thing. I didn't I didn't like working, I didn't want to work. I believed in working smarter, not harder. Yeah. So me having a regular job working a nine-to-five yeah that's cool but i was always thinking ahead of what would i do to get myself out of this nine-to-five so i don't have to do that for my whole life
0: mm-hmm. Cause
1: you know a lot of everyone i'm not gonna say everyone's but i know my parents my mom she worked basically all her life
0: yeah
1: from the day i was born until now she's still working so i'm looking at that and i'm like man my mom was stressed out. Like, that's stressful to be working a nine-to-five, taking care of two kids and things of that nature. So I just knew that's something that I didn't want to do.
0: So did you, like, just, you saying, like, oh, I just knew that was something. But I feel like because you didn't, like, gain your entrepreneurial spirit until college, like, did something mm. happen? Like, was it, like, a significant event? Like, mm. were you reading books? Or was it, like, the stuff that you were studying? It was- With inflation going crazy right now, It is very important that you learn how to manage the money that you work so hard for and budget well. Make sure that you make your budget a part of your lifestyle. I know that sometimes budgeting, we can kind of have our own little feelings about budgeting or we just simply don't do it or we don't consistently do it. Well, lifestyle budgeting is going to tackle all of those mindsets, all of those things that are stopping you from developing a lifestyle of budgeting. If you want your personal finances to do something different, if you want them to look different, you have to do something different. And the basics is budgeting. Make sure you click the link down below and download the 2022 edition of Lifestyle Budgeting. Let's get right back into the podcast episode.
1: Uh, Yeah, so it was the stuff that I was yeah, I would say it was stuff I was studying. Uh So, um, at one point I don't know it's kind of hard to say, so mm-hmm. two so I would say two major things happened in in college while I was in college, okay, like I said, I wanted to be a stockbroker when I grew up. um my uncle used to tell me about stocks, and I was always interested, so I actually started trading stocks while I was in school, okay, so I ran across like I said I read a lot of business stuff, so um I ran across this trader, um he traded penny stocks, his name was um Timothy Sykes. Mm-hmm. And he became a millionaire by trading penny stocks. Wow. So I was in school and I was like, well, I like stocks. I already, own, I already had my account set up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, let me try to make some money off stocks. So I was already trading stocks long term. But I was like, let me start trying to like speed day the price. Yeah, they trade. I was basically like, let me start day trading. So what I would do, I would get my refund checks from school. Wow. And wow. I would put them in my stock account. And I would mm-hmm. use the money from school, the refund checks, to fund my stock account and to trade stocks. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, it's a balance. I would also spend money and I would buy the clothes, go to parties and all of that. But I still would take my risk on my investments. Yeah. So I think that was a major part. Um, Do you still own some of
0: those stocks?
1: No, not anymore. Not currently. Okay. Everything sold. But I'm definitely going to get back into it. Mm-hmm. But... During that process, um, I'm, I just remember I used to be in class, and uh, it's gonna sound bad, but I used to be in class. And I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't paying. It was just one class. I would not pay no attention. I used to be sitting in class. I would have my stock account pulled up, and I would day trade my stocks in oh class. Oh my god! So that's so
0: you're going just to
1: say you were there? Yes. <laughs> I was in class, day trading my stocks, watching the numbers going up and down while yeah. in class. So I would day trade and I would make and I made a good about I mean I made some good money okay. doing that, you know. Um, so that happened. And then I also ran across this website called Bigger Pockets for Real Estate. Mm-hmm. So that's one of my favorite websites about real estate. So I ran across bigger pockets and I just started reading all the information on there. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well with me reading this and you know, thinking how I'm thinking, moving how I'm moving. I knew as soon as I graduated I wanted to have a I wanted to get an investment property yeah. as soon as I graduated. So I would say those were the two major things that had me mm-hmm. start thinking about like really being an entrepreneur. Yeah.
0: So that is really good and I feel like from that story what really stands out to me is like what you were consuming. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people like if you want to change your financial situation, mm-hmm. you need to read, listen and then actually apply the information. Mm, yeah. So you said that you love bigger pockets, you was consuming all the information, mm-hmm. and you knew that they wanted you knew that you wanted to get an investment property mm-hmm. and you actually did. Yeah. So before we get into like your business and everything that you're doing, can you tell my community about like that process and how old were you when you bought your investment property? Um,
1: it was two years ago. So I think this summer would make two years. So I'm twenty eight. So I was twenty six. So although it didn't happen when I wanted it to happen Mm -hmm. and when I thought it was going to happen, I still stuck to the game plan. I still shot for my goals and I still ended up coming out, you know, and getting Mm -hmm. it done.
0: So I want you to talk about like that process and why, because you have a duplex. Mm -hmm. Why choose a duplex versus a single family home? Like give me your Mm -hmm. mindset around like this whole investment Mm -hmm. property situation. I got
1: you. I mean, so with real estate investment it you can take any route you want to take um you can invest in any type of properties that you want to invest in so no certain type of way is a wrong way right. but the way that i decided to do it or what really caught my interest was doing research on bigger pockets um they was always talking about living for free mm-hmm. so i had this saying i used to always tell my friends i always tell myself minimize expenses Maximize profits, yeah. So that's my that's kind of like my saying to myself minimize expenses, maximize profits. And one of our biggest expenses is living expense, paying rent like that's very expensive. Like rent rent is going up every year, people are paying a thousand, twelve hundred, thirteen hundred. And I'm in Columbia and rent is still high. And don't you know, if you're from Charlotte or you live in Atlanta, I know your rent high as hell. So, (laughs) so I just so the way that you can make more money is by eliminating stuff that you have to pay for on a monthly basis. Yeah. So although I'm not physically bringing in more money, me eliminating my expenses is open, opening up my bank account is right. opening up more money that I already have is, is giving your money that's in your pocket, more freedom to do right. what you want. So, but that's why I chose to get a duplex. So, um, so smart. With the duplex, they call it house hacking. So, if you buy a duplex, triplex, or fourplex, what you typically would do, um you would live in one side and rent out the other sides. With you renting out those other sides, you have tenants who are paying you to live there, basically contributing to your mortgage payment. Right. So, depending on how you work out your deal, you could have them paying the whole thing or part of it. You know, some of it, it doesn't matter because you're getting rent from them to pay your mortgage while you live completely free or partially free and you're a part of the building.
0: Yeah.
1: So. And you're building equity. And you're building equity. Off of somebody else's, off of somebody else's,
0: somebody else's money. <laughs> like, come yeah, on. Yeah. And
1: off somebody else's money. So it's basically somebody paying you to live. Here. Right. So. So that's why I chose that route because I wanted to right out of college. I kind of wanted to eliminate that big expense. Okay. So, like I said, the first couple of years, it didn't happen when I wanted it happen. So I was paying, I was paying rent, and I'm just thinking like, man, I wish I could keep some of this money in my pocket so I can invest in something else or spend it on something else. Do you
0: remember
1: how much your rent was? Um, I really, I really don't. Um, when I got out of school. When I got out of school, I had um, me and my homeboy from, we've been friends since like first grade. We decided to get an apartment together. We both were living at home once we got out of college. So okay. we just jumped into an apartment. I'm probably thinking it was like eight something. It wasn't too crazy. Yeah, I think it was like 800 something um, okay. per month. That's all it was. Um, so I paid that for about two years and then. What happened was I was trying to get the duplex Um, I had to you know you got to get a realtor well you don't have to but um, I found a realtor we were searching Um, I put a bid in on uh, another duplex close to downtown Mm -hmm. and I was just letting him convince me to put a lot of money down oh this is the right one but only you know what's right for you and you know what you can afford so me listening to somebody else um, dictate my future, I ended up getting out of that deal and I lost like twenty five hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. So I lost. I actually lost money on the first property I tried to get, and that was very discouraging. Mm-hmm. So like how we talk about the ups and the downs. Yeah. At that point, I definitely hit it down. I was like, man, bump real estate. I ain't doing this. Like da 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 da. And I told my mom and my people, you know, there. You know how black money is. What wait, you lost some money, boy. <laughs> 2000 like <laughs> Yeah, $2,000. Boy, you better. You know, they was livid. They were like, call him, da, 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 But, I mean, that
0: was your
1: earnest deposit, right? <laughs> yeah, that was my earnest money.
0: Yeah, you
1: but, get that back. But, yeah, yeah, definitely not getting that back. So, but the thing is, is like, why did I even let him convince me to put that much down mm-hmm. on earnest money? That's not a typical earnest money deposit. And that's, you know, the housing market is crazy right now, but that was a couple of years ago. So how
0: long after that didn't work out did you so, purchase your investment property?
1: So after that I think it took me like one more year mm-hmm. I think one more year after that that's when I finally actually purchased the investment property that I have now so I went through the lows I still stacked my money up and I just had to kind of push through and get over it I just yep. had to like you know you said you wanted to do this you said you wanted this and you wanted to get this stick to that game plan and still follow through and still do what you need to do to get there no matter what yeah so and i always tell people like always remember your destination And no matter what road you take to get there no matter what job you have what business you have remember that final destination and take whatever road you can to get there absolutely
0: Um, and i'm so happy that you shared that story mm -hmm. because Everybody, not a me. Like, mm-hmm. I graduated from college and mm-hmm. went back home, lived with my mom. Mm-hmm. And I mean, of course, like, who wants to be living back at home? But I'm willing to make that sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You, on the other hand, you like, okay, I'll stay here for a little while, but I eventually want to own something, mm-hmm. not sit here for five, six, seven years mm-hmm. paying rent. Yeah. And most of the people who listen to my podcast are young adults, and I want y'all to understand, like, mm-hmm. Buying a home doesn't have to be, you know, the end all be all. It don't mm-hmm. have to be some place that you're staying in for thirty yeah, years. Yeah, like, exactly. do you even envision
1: yourself Mm-mm. staying here that long? No. So my plan is to move out and to rent my side out. Too. Right. So when I move out and rent this side out, I basically have two doors, two units. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have two people paying me rent instead of one. So that's that's another reason why I decided yeah. to get the duplex. So it's one mortgage, right. but it's two units. Yeah. So.
0: So I want all of us listening to, like, just really think about, like, I always say wealth conscious. Like, you got to be conscious of Mm -hmm. how you can keep more money in your pocket and how you can attract more money to you. Mm -hmm. And like you said, like, decreasing that major living expense, a.k.a. rent, is Mm -hmm. definitely one of the ways to do that.
1: Mm -hmm. Or
0: if you mean you have the opportunity Mm -hmm. to move back home. Don't get,
1: back. don't get me wrong, so after I lost that money, the earnest money, after that second year, I moved back home for a year, too. So mm-hmm. I was living back at home with my mom, kind of, like I said, it was kind of a down, so I lost my money, I done moved back home, yeah. like, it was kind of like, uh... yeah. But that really, like, when I moved back home, I think that kind of kicked me into overdrive. That kind of had me working harder and working more and smarter, so I'm just... I don't know. It kind of, it kicked me down for a minute, but it overall, it motivated me more right. to get moving, to get off my ass, you yeah. know? And then one more thing I meant to mention, uh, especially for first-time homebuyers, um, with the duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes, you can actually purchase those using like an FHA loan. So, um, you know, if you're a first-time home buyer, you can actually get a loan for like 3.5% down. Um, yeah. If you're in the military, you can use your VA loan. So, um, a part that I skipped, I actually did end up going into the military, but I did the National Guard, mm-hmm. so it's basically part time. So I did that because I wanted the benefits of being in the military, but not actually being there full time. Yeah. So after I served my time, um, I did my six years. Um, I was able to use the VA loan, so basically I was able to get a loan with zero mm-hmm. percent down. So no money down. I just had to pay my closing costs, uh, wow. basically, and you know whatever little other stuff I had to pay for. Mm-hmm. So basically, for first-time homebuyers, you can get a big jump by eliminating your living expense. Yeah. You got that first-time home buyer's loan, three point five percent down. If you got military benefits, VA loan, you can really get a head start on life because, like I said, like she, like she said, the goal doesn't have to be I'm gonna buy a house and stay here for forever. Right. But Let's build up, you know, your wealth. Let's think about long-term dollars. Yeah. Let's have somebody else pay for the home while you, while you move out and move to a different location. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of different stuff is possible.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I'm not going to sit here and bash rent because I understand, like, you know, some mm-hmm. people have to pay rent. Mm-hmm. But literally, when you pay rent, your money is going in the trash can. When your lease is up, you got to take your little belongings <laughs> and get up out of there if you wanted to move someplace today or tomorrow, I mean, you could still rent out the Mm -hmm. side, like you said, or if you wanted to sell your home, you could and get, like, some money back, Mm. so I just want us to be
1: conscious,
0: and aware of mm-hmm. ways that we can build wealth. Mm-hmm. So now, you have something else to
1: say? Oh, I was about to say, yeah, that rent money not going in the trash, it's going in somebody else's pockets. you oh, making yeah. somebody else's pockets. Correct me. Else. Yeah, the Correct pocket, me. <laughs> you're making somebody else's pockets real heavy. Yeah, so yeah. And it could be you. Yeah. It could be you. Absolutely. So, so
0: now, let's transition into mm-hmm. your business. We didn't even tell the people what you do. So, can you talk to them about your company? All right. Yeah. I am bringing back the Patreon. Inside of the Patreon, we are doing a book club that starts on July 1st. I'll put the name of the book, the title of the book, the link to the book in the description box. But in the Patreon, this is going to be an exclusive community where we are just going to help each other out on our journey, right? Our personal finance, our entrepreneurship journey. And all of my close home girls, close home boys who actually come inside of the Patreon, Just know that I have something very special cooking up for y'all. So if you want to be a part of the book club, the only way that you can um, join is inside of the Patreon. So click the link in the description box to join the Patreon. And like I said, book club is starting on July July 1st. Also, inside of the Patreon, you'll get access to the Think Like a Mogul podcast episodes first. So, before they come out on a Tuesday, I'll say you will probably get access to it like days before. So, maybe a Friday, maybe a Saturday, maybe even on a Thursday. I haven't really figured out the schedule yet, but you will get access to it before the general population. And we'll be talking about different podcast episodes, having the after show. You'll be able to ask me questions that I can give back to my guests and they can answer them for you. So, this is really just a community to dig deeper. And to really make the change and see the change that we want to see in our personal and our professional lives.
1: So, other than the real estate, um, the real estate is um, my end goal. I'm gonna own, you know, about, I, I said 20 rental properties. But other than that, um, I actually started a trucking business. It's called Grand Champion Transport.
0: Come on, Grand Champion. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I'm also (laughs) starting a dispatch service. It's going to be called Grand Champion Logistics. Mm -hmm. So that's in the works. That's going to be launched in about the next couple weeks. So, yeah.
0: So tell me, how did you even, you know, get the want or the desire to get a trucking company? Like, are you a truck driver? (sighs)
1: No, I'm definitely not a truck <laughs> I'm not a truck driver. I actually can't drive long distances without getting tired. So that's kind of like out of the question. Mm-hmm. But um, what happened was, like I said, um, how we talked about always consuming information. Always, I'm always looking at business, money, wealth, and just how can I improve my life, my family lives, or create something that we can pass down to our next generation and, you know, just create better lives for our people. Right. So, I ran across on Instagram um, this guy called Alex Burham. And he has a company called Good Energy Worldwide.
0: Mm-hmm. And he
1: actually owns a trucking business. A multi-million dollar trucking business.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was following... I think I started following him in 2018. Okay. Um, And he only had like 9 or 10,000 followers. Wow. But... I'm the type of person. I realize when I connect with people, I can tell when someone is special or when someone has a special gift. I can, I can kind of feel that energy. Mm-hmm. So when I saw him, I was like, okay, this guy different. Like he, I can, I can feel the good energy. His company's yeah. called Good Energy Worldwide. I can feel yeah. it. So, I started following him, and as I'm working, I'm still working to get this duplex, I'm thinking about my next move, even after that.
0: Yeah. So, I'm like, I don't
1: want to be working this job for forever. How can I get out of this job and get my duplex? So, I made a vow to myself, before I quit my job, I will get what I want out of them.
0: Wow. So, I'm going to
1: use my nine to five to get, the- mm-hmm. gonna, leave, get what I want. I'm going to, before I leave, I'm going to get what I want.
0: hmm
1: So, in the process um, of getting the duplex, I was also working on how can I get this trucking business going. So, I researched this page. Um, he had a course as well. Um, his course was like $2,000. Mm-hmm. Two bands. <laughs> two bands. Give me the real. Two you bands. That? Two bands. Your boy was desperate. And I ain't going to say desperate, but... Mm-hmm. I was determined to leave my job. I, the job, I was on like year three or something. And I ain't gonna lie, I was feeling miserable working there. was, mm. My spirits were not high. My motivation for the job was very low. Yeah. And I just kind of know that's not the life I want to live for the next couple of years. And there were people there at the job who was there for 10, 15, 20 years and they happy. And yeah. that's what they want to do. But that's not me. Right. So, I had to do what's best for me. So, yeah, I ran across Alice Burton Page. I watched him for like a whole year, I think, before I actually bought the course. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. I watched for a while before. You know you know how black people do. We got to see it. Take to believe it. Yeah, we got to take our time. We scared. We scared. Okay. We scared of this. But, um. We going to get back to that point. Well, <laughs> we scared. We can... I'm we not scared. even going to say we. Because, I mean. Yeah, I'm not going to. I mean, I don't develop, like, you know. Your boy, I take risk all the time, yeah. I take risk all the time, but I like to take calculator risk as well. Absolutely. I like to make sure, you know, I don't lost that month. I already lost twenty five hundred, remember? Right. So now I don't lost twenty five hundred, and now the course two thousand dollars. I'm like, damn, why the course so high. <laughs> so, but watching him and feeling the energy and looking at the community that he was building, like I said, he only had like ten thousand followers. But by, like, that next year or so, like, he was up to, like, 30, going on 40, 50. Now. Wow. Like, now he probably has hundreds of thousands. Hundreds, yeah, hundreds, yeah. hundreds. So, um, in the meantime, I bought the course. I did end up investing into the course. And, yeah, I started studying the course. I started studying trucking. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize, like, the trucking industry is a billion, it's like a billion, trillion dollar industry. Right. It's, it's like, every, anytime you see a truck in the world, that's money. That's somebody making money. Every time y'all see these 18 wheels going up and down the interstate, mm-hmm. just know they working hard and somebody making some money. <laughs> they working hard and somebody making some money. And before I even ran across that mm-hmm. piece of information, I didn't think of it that way. It changed my whole mindset yeah. about business, about the things that we see. Anything that you see out there is money involved. Mm-hmm. So you got to kind of switch your mindset and you got to look at stuff differently
0: i feel like that goes back to being aware mm-hmm. and i discovered alex by listening to i don't know if it was either Bleach, the yep. podcast, I yep. think. Mm-hmm. and i'm like dang mm-hmm. people make all this money in trudging yes yes it's so a, hey, look, business you invested in this course mm-hmm. which kudos to you y'all know i'm always telling you to invest because you're paying for somebody else's mistakes. Mm-hmm. Not saying that you're not going to make your own mistakes, mm-hmm. but you can expedite your process by not going through some of those same
1: things. And that's why I purchased his um, mm-hmm. trucking course because he was in the business. He told, like I said, mm-hmm. if you watch one of his interviews, he mm-hmm. told how um, how he grew up, he did box trucks, he did party promoting and lost, man, money. And lost he lost money. Mm-hmm. And and I think the problem is everybody's scared to lose money. And life, you're going to lose money. Right. Some way, somehow, you're going to make mistakes, but you got to be able to push through and continue on your path. Right. So, um, yeah, I bought the course. Um, I studied, studied, you know, um, he yeah, had videos, um, documents you can read. It was, very, it was a very excellent course. I would mm-hmm. give it a 10 out of 10. Come on. And come on. So, I mean, yeah, that's just me being real. Yeah. And I'm just saying that because... I'm spending $2,000 on a course that I have no idea where it's going to lead, me, mm-hmm. you know, or I have no idea what's actually in the course. I just see the promotions, you know, the testimonials, and I just believed in it. And after you believe in that, you got to believe in yourself to execute. Ex- Ooh. You got to execute. Mm-hmm.
0: Come on. So,
1: commit and execute. <laughs> yeah. So With that, just to say, you know, this interview is not even strictly just about trucking, but whatever you want to do, whatever you want to invest in, don't be afraid to invest in that course. Absolutely. Like, don't be scared. Like You got to consume the information. You got to get the information. You're paying for somebody else's mistakes. They made the mistakes, and they're trying to save you time and save you money by helping you push through, and go right. forward.
0: Absolutely. So,
1: so
0: you invest in this course. Mm-hmm. You execute. You take action. So now... You started taking action in this uh, business. Uh, what, tell me some of the challenges. Like, was there anything that caught you by surprise? He's like, "Damn, this is harder than what I thought it
1: was." It was. Uh, <laughs> listen, I I committed, I executed, uh-huh. and I would say I'm gonna blame myself because they laid the br- the blueprint. Mm-hmm. but I kind of veered away from the blueprint that they laid out for me. So mm-hmm. I executed, but I didn't execute all the way how they told me to execute. You
0: want to do it your way. Yeah, I want to do it.
1: Instead of listening to the man who done made mistakes and got a million dollars, you know, I want to I want to do my little thing, you know. Men, I tell you. So when somebody laid the, br- the blueprint, I suggest following follow the blueprint. Following yeah, yeah, follow it. the blueprint. So, my first year in trucking was horrible. It uh-huh. was bad. It was depressing. It was sad. It was rough. It was... A lot of mistakes were made. Uh-huh. A lot of money was lost. So, just to dig deeper in that. Um, so, I executed. Um, I got my truck and everything. And basically, I connected with this woman, you know, working at my job. Um, and connecting with her... Um, she was like, uh, yeah, I got trucks and stuff too. Um, I'm a dispatcher. I can di- you, you get in a truck, I'm going to dispatch your trucks for you, basically. So I'm thinking like, instead of following their blueprint and what they recommended, I was like, ooh, I got my own truck plug right here in the same city as me. So I'm thinking... I don't know. I think some people don't like to do business because of distance, like long distance. Mm -hmm. I think that's the type of conversation. So it's like, all right, this person is doing business over in this state. Right. I might not be able to do it in my state. Or. I'm scared to do it in my state, because they doing it over there, and there's nobody to help me over here. It's yeah. just me. Mm-hmm. So, for me, that's how I was kind of thinking, and I was like, well, I'm going to connect with this woman, because she's right here. She's right there. She right here. She's accessible. She, see, accessible. Okay. And I thought that was going to make my business boom, boom, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. It made things rough, very rough. Nice. So... Um, I connected with this woman. Um, I ended up getting my truck and stuff. And I think I did kind of quit my job prematurely. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say I think I could have stayed probably an extra year. Mm -hmm. I could have did, you know, some more things. But that was my Mm -hmm. game plan. I didn't. All the things that I said I was going to do, I did it. And then I stopped. So it's like I crossed the finish line. And then I was like, oh, it's over with. Mm -hmm. Game over. It's over. And that's not the case. We got to keep running. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. Especially
0: if the stuff's not really working out. Yeah,
1: we got to keep going the way
0: you want it to work
1: out. But I didn't know that just yet. I thought everything was going to work out perfectly. Mm -hmm. When I should have known it wouldn't. Or I should have anticipated more.
0: So in the beginning, were things good, and then it took a turn. So because it hadn't been going good for you to quit your job. No,
1: I kind of I bought the house. Uh I got my truck. And I had the blueprint, so I am like, I'm about to make I'm about to make some money. So I quit. I'm gone. Come
0: on. I'm out.
1: <laughs> we riding into the sunset. We retired early. Okay. So um I connected with the woman. Um things were starting, and you know, it started off really slow. Mm-hmm. And things picked up. But when things, even when things picked up, I wasn't making no money.
0: Interesting. Why? Wow.
1: I was putting out as much money as I was getting in. Mm.
0: If you love the Responsible Homegirl podcast, there are plenty of ways to show your support. I have them also listed in the description box. One, leave us a rating or review. Two, email me a review of the podcast so that I can share on social media. Three, I have listed our PayPal where you can send whatever you feel led to send. Or four, by joining our Patreon, our exclusive community where we host book clubs and we talk about all things personal finance and entrepreneurship. Whatever you decide to do, just know that I am so grateful and I appreciate you for sharing the Responsible Homegirls with all your homegirls and all of your homeboys. Thank y'all so
1: much. So, with trucking, you know, you can do loads, um, you know, depending on how you're running your trucking business. Um, you know, you can do a load, and the load can be $1,000, 1200 $1,600. you can got loads, even, you know, short loads, like $800, $600. It's money in trucking. So, okay, so break this down
0: for me. What's
1: a load? So, basically, with trucking, so you got the 18-wheeler, right?
0: Okay.
1: And then you also see that they have the trailers on the back. Okay. Yeah, the loads are basically whatever the trucker or the owner decides to carry in back of that truck. Okay. So, you have drive-ins where you carry dry, dry goods. So, it could be like furniture, mm-hmm. um, you know, just any type of dry equipment. They have reefers. Um, those are refrigerated loads. So, those are like consumables. So, like ice cream, um, anything cold, like fruit or anything that needs to be below a certain temperature. So and, all
0: that stuff being trucks. Yeah, yeah. Everything
1: everything that we have in our homes, everything that you guys see in the stores are carried by trucks. Wow. That's why they always going, that's why you always see them going up and down. A store, I'm pretty sure y'all pulled up to the grocery store and y'all seen the truck unloading. Right. Or you pull up even to the gas station. You see the gas the mm. gas tanks, that's trucking.
0: So the way that y'all make money is of course by transporting
1: transporting the goods from you know from the shipper to the receiver you mm-hmm. know from the from this person to that person
0: okay so you said you were spending just as much money
1: as I was taking in as you taking so in. I'm gonna break it out so okay. like I said before I miss. I kind of messed myself up because like I said my you know minimize expenses mm-hmm. maximize profits but with trucking when you own a truck the expenses are high 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 <laughs> Ha unless you got a good connect and you really, you know, zone in and you know how to minimize those expenses with your truck. Okay. So to break it down, um we were running loads. Um the main thing, communication with her was horrible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Horrible communication is not good for business.
0: Absolutely not. Ever. What yeah. even relationships?
1: Even any type of relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The communication was bad. Mm-hmm. And from the beginning, the communication was good, but once things got started, communication was bad. It was bad. Mm -hmm. So, um, so basically, she she was booking my loads. She was my dispatcher. She was booking my loads. Um, She found a driver for me. My first driver, Um, he was slack. He was really Mm -hmm. slack. Um, Instead of him working every day, um, I guess he had this side job where he was doing some tattoos. So some days he wouldn't want to work because he wanted to go do tattoos, and I think that aspect was co for he wanted to be with his family, or uh, he rather just take the day off and be with his family. Mm-hmm. Because when you're um, when you're in the trucking industry, you have drivers who deliver locally, like within the state, mm-hmm. so they go out and they come right back home, and right. they like to be home every day. And then you have some drivers who stay over the road, so they call OTR. Mm-hmm. So, drivers who will go out and they'll stay out on the road for like two, three weeks, if that. So, and some of them have families, some of them do no. It just depends on their preference. But I did notice a lot of drivers do like to be home with their families and stuff. So, but when your
0: truck is not on the road, you're not making money. You no money.
1: And you still, I'm going to get to it. So, <laughs> if your truck is not moving, you're not making money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But the bills don't stop. Ooh, the videos is gonna stop, so I hired the dispatcher um we got a driver, he was slack, her communication was slack, um it was so bad with the first driver, uh, we ended up firing him mm-hmm. um and then shortly after we got another driver, so he was a better driver, but the communication still wasn't good, and I think he and he wasn't doing everything that I feel like an experienced driver should do right. So, like I said, so she's booking loads. Um, loads are like I said, I'm getting loads for like a $1, thousand, twelve hundred dollars, sixteen hundred, twenty four hundred. Yeah, these are one load. Yeah, it's one load. So, in so in typically, so typically, you would pick the driver would pick up a load in the morning, and if it's short enough, they can deliver same day. Or typically, they will pick up a load in the morning mm-hmm. and deliver next day in the morning and pick up another load and de- deliver the next day in the morning. So you mm-hmm. typically want to have them um, picking up a load, delivering that next morning, yep. picking up another load, delivering that next morning, keeping the money flowing every day. Right. Um, but sometimes she would book like two-day loads, uh, three-day loads, and then anything can happen. Mm-hmm. So just to kind of bring it all together. So we booking these loads. Communication horrible. Um...
0: He want us to know, y'all. Yeah. That communication is The communication,
1: key. communication is key. So, with the money that you're getting for the loads, these companies, they're not paying you right when you get the load. So, you have to go with what they call a factoring company. You have to get a factoring company so the factoring company can pay you for that load the next day. Mm-hmm. Because these companies, it's kind of similar to, like, I guess, business credit, you know, like, net 30s yeah. and stuff. So, they have, typically, when you book a load with a company, they have, like, 30 days to pay you interesting yeah or more depending on the company so you get a factoring company so when you get the invoice basically we call it a rate con Mm -hmm. you get the rate con and you submit the um bill of landing to the factoring company and they pay you out typically the next day in 24 hours so So your cash flow for your business is good Mm -hmm. but like i said communication was horrible so Sometimes she would not submit. She was also submitting my stuff to the factory company, so my stuff was being submitted late, or she would submit the stuff to the factory company, and they're like something is wrong, so you got to resubmit it again. So it'll be days where my money, my cash flow is messed up, and I have to pay the driver. I have to pay for gas. Y'all know how much diesel fuel is right now. (laughs) The insurance is coming up. Like I have to pay these things. So and she didn't
0: submit
1: the paperwork. Or uh, she was submitted and it's messed up, or like I said, the communication with the driver, mm-hmm. like it was just it was horrible. It yeah. was bad. So long story short, I have to pay the driver. Driver probably paying him like twelve hundred, fourteen hundred a week, um, fifteen hundred, depending on how much he ran that week. So you know, driver gotta get paid every week. Absolutely. whether my whether if the factory company paid me or not. Yeah. He still got to get paid unless he gonna walk away.
0: Right. And and he's still not going to make no
1: money because you're not driving the truck. Exactly. So, and I have to pay for fuel every week. Fuel was probably, I would say, like a 1000 a week or so. And it's probably, it's way more now. Because prices, yeah, these little prices are extremely high.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I have my truck payment. And insurance, and insurance was high as hell. My insurance probably, my insurance probably was like, mm. <laughs> I don't lie, yeah. my insurance was like $2,200 a month.
0: $2,200 a month?
1: And that's whether your truck move or not.
0: Wow.
1: And that's on top of the truck payment, and that's on top of the driver payment every week. And that's on top of the fuel being paid out every week. So trucking is very expensive. Mm-hmm. So my whole concept of minimize expenses, maximize profits, I kind of it kind of veered me away from. It. I and kinda, you had to
0: pay
1: the yeah, and I got to pay the dispatcher later.
0: Yeah, wow.
1: Fucked up my business. I'm sorry. I can't say that down here. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Y'all. It's fine. But so, I mean, it's real. Yeah, it is real. So now i can kind of
0: see why you say in the beginning it was like yeah. So my
1: first year of trucking was a disaster, Mm -hmm. but that's what I was talking about. You got to stay strong and you got to power through. You got to power through and you got to, and you got to still be able to learn. You still got to be able to to consume new information and you got to be willing to change. Mm -hmm. So what I got going on now is completely different for what I got going on, what I had going on last year. And my game plan now is more I have a way better strategy and a way better game plan than what I had before because of all the mistakes that I made. Right. So because of those mistakes, I've changed my game plan. I tweaked my game plan to something that I know that's going to be way more beneficial, profitable, and way just something that's going to be it's going to be great. Right. It's going to be
0: awesome. So one thing that stood out to me from this story you telling me all these different people, you Mm. know, that's a part of the equation. Mm. So, did you, or do you feel like, looking back at it now, you tried to not do nothing too early?
1: Kind of. I I don't see where you fit in yet. So, kind of, kind of, yes. That was, so that's another thing that I want to get into. Kind of, yes. Yes, kind of. (laughs) But also, no. So, it's a... So it's a balance. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I did want to touch on when I tell people my story about the first year trucking, make sure you have the right team. Make mm-hmm. sure you have the right people around you. That's very important to your success. Surround mm-hmm. yourself with the right people. It's just like in like, you know, what say, birds of a feather flock together, mm-hmm. and who you surround yourself with. That's important in business as well. So mm-hmm. not just like. So I feel like if I have stuck to their game plan, mm-hmm. and I did business with strictly them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably still would have been some mistakes made, but I think I would have been, in a way, better predicament. I would have surrounded myself with people who had the knowledge, right. who had the experience, who I could have learned from, from versus someone who just said, hey, I do trucking I too. too. And, yeah. and really, they don't know no more than probably me. Right. Are you? Yeah. And they just out there winging it. And I could have been with somebody who them did this for 10, 20 years and who proven success track record mm-hmm. of having a successful trucking business. Yeah. So, yeah, I probably could have stepped in and did more, but at the same time, I believe in surrounding yourself with the right people and, and building that perfect team. Yeah. Building that perfect team around you. So, even if you decide not to do nothing, you can still mm-hmm. earn. Right.
0: Absolutely. Because yeah. just from hearing your story, I just felt like, you know, mm-hmm. the lady doing this, you don't mm-hmm. drive. So, like, it's just like, mm-hmm. you kind of had to learn. Mm-hmm. Why the stuff was going yeah, on yeah. instead of being in, in the books, yeah, right? Yeah.
1: So, I mean, but my goal is to have passive businesses mm-hmm. as well. So, I, I, I like my business to be very, very passive. you don't do that. That's the goal, so that's I, the goal. But I feel like with passive
0: income, it has to be active first because if not, you'll end up losing money because people messing up your stuff and yeah. you don't know it yet because yeah. you ain't did it yet.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if you got the perfect train team with people you can trust and people who has a successful track record and doing stuff, then mm-hmm. you can still be successful. That's like investment banking. Like these people these people with millions of dollars, they don't know how to invest. They right. they take their money and they find somebody who's trustworthy with money and they give them their money so, and exactly. to invest. And they be like, All right, I'll be back later. They yeah. don't do nothing. And they still Get and they still make money, they still have success with that. But also, if you give your money to somebody who doesn't have a proven track record, who isn't really trustworthy with money, but you just like, all right, here, you give them your money, you come back to nothing. Exactly. So, I get what you're saying. I do agree. Sometimes you do have to step into the business, but also, I feel like even if you do not decide to, you still just should build that perfect team. Make sure you validate who you're working with, validation.
0: Absolutely.
1: So, um, but hey, my new game plan, I'm definitely gonna be involved.
0: Period. And I can't wait to have you
1: back <laughs> so talk more about it. Mm-hmm. But
0: now being that like you was in trucking or you, I mean you still are yeah, in I'm trucking. Still in. So you're coming up on two years or could you say yeah. you're in the first year?
1: Yeah, so I'm coming up on I think it's two years. two years. So two coming years. up
0: on two years, do you envision yourself having more trucks or do you feel That's like the new game plan Do you feel like this is just, you know New game plan. So put foot in the water. So now,
1: how I have it set up. So before, even though I wasn't physically involved, like I said, I still had to, you know, pay the gas bills. Had to watch out for the gas all the time. I had to do payroll. Um, you know, um, documentation. I had to make sure I collect all my documents, which was very hard because the lady. And send me my stuff like, <laughs> when I need her to send it, like, right? So, but now the way I have it set up right now, so I still have my trucking business. Um, you know, but now I took my truck, um, it's even more passive now, I okay. still don't do that, but I actually took my truck and I partnered up with a broker. Um, I basically have I basically partnered up with the broker and I basically have my truck leased on so I still have my truck but I have it leased on with them and they basically run all the operations for me and Mm -hmm. they're actually local or they're in West Columbia and I met them through my dad so but with the mistakes that I made I'm definitely still more involved and more in tune to what's going on so so every week um I go pick up my check I drive down there my truck there. Yeah, I get to look at my truck. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to the broker, like, um, and they basically do everything as far as they pay their. They have their drivers, so they pay their drivers um, and take out the money for the gas, okay. take out for the insurance, and all of that. So the only thing I have to do is just go pick up my check. Wow! And the communication is much better. I would say way, way, way better. I love that for you. Way better. So every week, know what today is.
0: Now let me check the day. It's yeah, Sunday.
1: Sunday, so I go pick up my check every Tuesday. Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday. I go pick I up. love another. that, and I feel like I right. mean, this is your
0: second year. You still got so much more.
1: to I learn. got more. That's what I'm saying. So before, so for my first year, um, I didn't make no money. I spent, mm-hmm. I spent money, like all my savings and stuff. I spent, mm-hmm. like just trying to keep my business alive. So from going from that to now, now this with way better communication, um, you know, I see what's being taken out, I see what's being used, things are way more visible and understanding yeah. because last year, I didn't even, it was hard yeah. to tell what was going on yeah. and what was really, yeah, so from going from that to now, every Tuesday, I just go pick up a check and go take it to the bank Y'all account. Y'all see that smile? Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> get the check, take it to the bank account, you know, and that check clear out, you know, it's, Tuesday, my happy days. Yeah, you know how people hate Mondays. I love Tuesdays. <laughs> nah, but so from that, um like I said, I'm de- developing a new game plan. So I'm starting a dispatch company. Okay. So basically, what she was doing, I'm going to be doing. hmm Because the way she was doing, it, I said, I know I can do this better. And you. have superb communication. Yes. Okay. And Alex, he actually has a dispatch course too. So i got that course too so i got a trucking course and a dispatch course so i got everything i need to make sure my business is successful and to make sure that it grows so um, my game plan now i actually do not plan to get any more trucks as of now i do not plan to Um, like i said just like real estate um the truck prices are very high right now the same truck that i got i bought for about fifty thousand the same truck is at the same place that i bought it from with more miles on it it's like 92 thousand dollars
0: wow so inflation is real inflation
1: and yeah so um if you want to get in a truck and you know you're gonna, you're gonna have to pay a price as of right now you're gonna have to pay a price um so what i actually plan on doing is just like how i have my truck leased on um, i still have my company Once I start dispatching, I'm going to look for owner-operators to lease on to my company. Mm. And more than likely, um, I'm going to get my truck back on with me Mm -hmm. and dispatch it myself. Right. Because, like I said before, that didn't work. But with me dispatching myself, it's, it's going to be... The check's going to be rolling in good. Find owner-operators. And while I said the owner-operators, like I said, the truck prices are high right now. Mm-hmm. But if I hire owner-operators, they pay for their own trucks. Mm. So they're paying for their own gas. You don't have that, ex- that
0: expense. Minimize
1: expenses, maximize profit. So right. they're paying for their own gas. Truck breakdowns. I didn't even talk to y'all about that. Ooh. Every time my truck went to the shop, <laughs> it was a band. Wow. Band every time breakdown bands, mm. but um, so they're going to be paying for their own truck maintenance, and mm. basically it's going to minimize those expenses for my company. Right. So you know when you see a good company, and when those people are looking and they're valuing companies, they're looking at the company's spreadsheets. They're looking at how much are you bringing in, mm-hmm. and how much are you kicking out.
0: Yeah.
1: So my new game plan let's really minimize how much we're kicking keep keep out. out. Yeah. So, although I have my truck, I love my truck, you know, it's cool. I need, I'm gonna have those expenses minimized. I'm so
0: excited for you. Because <laughs> I can see the vision. Mm-hmm. And like, you actually done like mm-hmm. sat down, thought about it, you know, made mm-hmm. the mistakes, you know, lost some money. Mm-hmm. And you might, you know, I like, ain't trying to go back down that path no more.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm here
0: for it. Not saying mm-hmm. that you won't make more mistakes, mm-hmm. but you definitely
1: Learned. figured it out. Mm-hmm. Figuring and on top of all of that, like I said, I love passive income.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So ultimately, on top of all of that, like I said, I'm gonna start dispatching.
0: Okay.
1: But I'm gonna start a dispatching team.
0: Period.
1: So with my dispatching team, I wanna have like I said, owner operators, and we're gonna dispatch other company trucks. Mm-hmm. And as a dispatcher, you make money from Booking the loads okay. and basically taking care of the day to day operations, mm-hmm. so once I build my dispatching team, um of course, I gotta bet some people out,
0: yeah,
1: I have a team that's dispatching other company trucks for me, and I'll be making money off that as well, mm-hmm. so that's gonna also become a passive income once everything is set into place and all the stones you know mm-hmm. on our place there, so that's gonna be another one of my passive incomes, yeah. So, and my goal is not to only, and I know we always talk about like making money and stuff, but that's the goal, but I also want to help other people make money. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like if you can help other people make money and you can help other people reach their goals, that's, that's a successful business. Mm -hmm. So the reason why I do, or the reason why I did decide to go ahead and start dispatching I don't want anybody to go through what I went through before. Yeah. So my whole goal is to make sure like these new companies coming in or somebody who's struggling to make money in trucking business, that I can help them because I made those mistakes before. I've right. been through the down of trucking or whatnot. So I want to be able to help other up and coming truckers make their money too. Absolutely. So.
0: And I think that's a perfect way to segue into my next question before like our last section. Mm-hmm. So, anybody listening right now who wants to get involved in the trucking industry, mm-hmm. can you give me like a one, two, three, like a step? Like, what <laughs> should they do? Where should they start? How can they actually execute, like you said earlier?
1: Well, it just depends on the route that they want to take. So, if you actually, because um, I know a lot of people have been getting their CDLs. I don't have my CDL, so I don't need to drive the trucks. I don't um, even drive it. Yeah, I don't even drive trucks. <laughs> but if you're a good driver, and you're looking to get your CBL or if you're in the process of getting your CBL, mm-hmm. I would recommend definitely starting your own trucking business. So yeah. that way you can reap the benefits of everything that you do as a driver. So um, right now, like I said, the truck prices are high. So for me, like I said, I me personally, I will wait till the truck prices drop a little bit before you purchase your own truck. So if you got a CBL... What if normal, though? If this is the new normal, we in for a ride. Uh, I'm like just <laughs> saying. You might. If this is the new what normal, is the we normal? in for a ride. We in for a ride. I
0: don't believe in waiting. I, I just you believe like, in going. Going, going on forward.
1: Maybe? So we be waiting well,
0: look, on stuff, and the stuff never like. You're right. You're right. You know. So yeah,
1: if you got your CDL, or even if you just want to invest in trucking, uh, I would say if you got your CDL, yeah, buy your own truck, and you know you can start your trucking company with just you yourself and you know and your truck. And you can dispatch yourself and you'll definitely, you know, feed the family, feed yourself. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't want to drive, um, you can still purchase a truck. Um, but I would just recommend doing a lot more research or, you know, like I said, buying a course or yeah. anything of that nature. If you're going to be investing like myself mm-hmm. or, like I said, if you don't want to actually purchase your truck, I definitely recommend looking into dispatching trucks. So that way you still can learn the ins and outs of the trucking business by being a dispatcher. So you still have a lot of knowledge. So if you do decide to buy a truck, you will be the person who will be able to go ahead and dispatch and run your own company that way as well.
0: Absolutely. I love that. Hope y'all take your notes. But most importantly, take your action. Um, (laughs) Because I love just your transparency. Mm -hmm. Like just telling us Mm -hmm. how bad the first year was, Mm -hmm. but like how you also took accountability for, Mm -hmm. you know, the mistakes. Mm -hmm. But, you know, moving forward, Mm -hmm. it's going to get greater than great.
1: My mama told me to dispatch it myself, but I didn't listen. Listen to your mama. Mama Listen to your mama. Please. Mm.
0: Okay, Remy. So now we're about to transfer into our soul food section, which is basically like our speed round. So I'm going to ask you a question, and you just tell me the first thing that comes to your head. Okay. So, the first thing. (laughs) (laughs) Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, those of you listening, y'all know I'm from King Street, South Carolina, which is a very country town, and I love soul food. So, we'll going to get right into it. Mm. I feel like we live in a time period mm. where everybody wants stuff so fast. Like, mm. they want the microwavable things. Mm. Can you tell me where something had to slow cook in a crock pot for you?
1: Something that had to slow cook? Mm-hmm.
0: In regards to, like, your business or money.
1: Mmm... So relating that to business and money. Mm-hmm. Mm, I would say slow cook. I would say stocks. Mm-hmm. So remember I told you I was day trading?
0: Yeah.
1: I also learned recently with the crypto and everything. Mm-hmm. Day trading is cool. You can make money day trading. But buying and holding, that's that slow cook. Like mm-hmm. if you invest your money into a good company... And you buy a lot of it and you just hold on for a while, hold on for a year, two, three years, yeah, your money gonna be up. Absolutely. So a lot of people wanna buy the crypto or buy stock now and they wanna sell that now. Yeah, yeah, they wanna get it fast. So you can make money that way, but you can also hurt yourself that way. Yeah. I found out if you buy and hold, that's that's some that's a good way to make some money too. Love that. So buy it and keep it in your back pocket.
0: Period. Yeah. So next question, the go-to. You know, mm-hmm. all of us, we have our go-to soul food meal. It never disappoints, we can always go to it. Mm-hmm. What's your go-to? What keeps you, <laughs> why are you What keeps you inspired and motivated to being the businessman that you are?
1: Mm, my go-to? Um... I guess just envisioning the life that I really want for me and my family, and just like yeah, just the lifestyle. Like I said, that destination that I want to get to—that's mm-hmm. that's my go-to. It's like, all right, if I said this is what I want, what am I willing to do to get here? Yeah, like get you get, get up and sacrifice here. and sacrifice. Yeah, so when the and sometimes when the days get low, you gotta think about what what did you say you want mm-hmm. and. Um, one thing that I recently learned, because I was listening to the 10X, um, you know, if anybody listens to the Grant Cardone, I love him. He's very motivating. Yeah. 10X by Grant Cardone. He was saying, like, you know, your dreams and setting, like, your goals. Make them big. 10X song. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like one mistake that I made, I set my goals, but... It wasn't big enough, so mm-hmm. it's like once I reach those goals, I that's what I say I quit. I thought I was done. I was chilling. I was chilling, but yeah. my goals is just that my goals weren't big enough. Mm-hmm. So now, I mean, I suggest for everyone think about your goals and ten extra goals. Yeah, ten extra goals. So okay, next the itis. You know, once you eat that real good meal, you get tired.
0: You want to lay on the chair. Mm-hmm. What is something that you're tired of seeing in regards to either money? Or
1: business. What I'm tired of seeing. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, I don't know if it's gonna be too real, but I'm pretty sure a lot of y'all on TikTok and a lot of y'all on Instagram. And you know what I've been seeing a lot of everybody saying, "Oh, you can make money doing this business. You can make money doing that business. Airbnb. This, 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 that, and that." Yeah, you can. Well you gotta show me the numbers. You gotta really you gotta really go in depth, you gotta really go in detail for me. Mm-hmm. So those little short clips and you saying you can do this, you can do that, it's like, have you done it? Yeah. Have you experienced it? What's the pitfalls, the ups and downs? Yeah. Like like show us you doing it so we can really see is that something that we really wanna do. Right. Cause a lot of people just saying going out there. And they may be selling courses on stuff that they didn't even actually mm-hmm. do before. They just did the research and they made a course and they're selling it. But have you ever have you ever really went through yeah. that business? And so I'm tired of seeing people saying this, this, and this, and that. But they're not giving us the details. And the real. Yeah, the real. They're not keeping it real with us. Yeah. They're not keeping it real. And I'm tired of people not keeping it real. We need more authentic people in the world. So, all your favorite gurus and stuff, we need them. We need uh, authentic people. Yeah. We need realness.
0: Also, I want to, you know, play devil's advocate for the other side as well. We as consumers, we need to do better research. Mm -hmm. We can't just invest in something so quick because Mm -hmm. of what somebody said or, Mm -hmm. you know, all the likes or the Mm -hmm. shares or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, I definitely agree with you on that.
1: But I think the best. The best way to go through it is to go through it. You gotta, yeah. you gotta experience it. You absolutely do, and but you, do. you also
0: have to invest in your self education. Yeah. yeah. You do. Yeah. You know, come on, you just follow the course. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. So last but not least, mm, that's good. So you know, if you bite into some real good soul food, if it's good, you probably wanna say, mm, that's good. You are not so, close us
1: out with some words of wisdom for either a current entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur. Um, like I said, 10 extra goals. Whatever you think you want to do, do 10 extra. Make it 10 times bigger. Dream okay. big, shoot big, go big, and you will go further in life. Mm-hmm. So, when you feel like you reach the finish line... Keep going because the work is not done. Mm, the work amazing. is never done. The work is never done. Never Keep going.
0: Thank um, you so much.
1: I'm this was learn. good. I learned I a whole lot it. from you. I enjoyed it. Thank you.
0: Y'all, thank you so much for tuning into to another episode on the Responsible Homegirl yeah. podcast. Yeah. Like I always tell y'all, with exposure, execution, and consistency, there is absolutely nothing you can't do. So, see y'all next time. Hey. That was good! Hey! If you love the Responsible Homegirl Podcast, there are plenty of ways to show your support. I have them also listed in the description box. One, leave us a rating or review, two, email me a review of the podcast so that I share on social media three i have listed our paypal where you can send whatever you feel led to send or four by joining our patreon our exclusive community where we host book clubs and we talk about all things personal finance and entrepreneurship whatever you decide to do just know that i am so grateful and i appreciate you for sharing the responsible homegirl with all your homegirls and all your homeboys thank y'all so much